to the Bean Ninjas podcast, where you get an all-access pass to see what happens behind the closed doors of a fast-growing global bookkeeping and financial reporting business. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bean Ninjas podcast. And today we're joined by Bryn Tillman to talk all things social selling. Welcome, Bryn. Uh, thanks for having me today. I'm really excited. Let's start with what is social selling and how did you get into this? Uh, well, social selling really, it's very different than social media and social media marketing. We look at social selling as the process of leveraging online platforms and tools to attract, teach, and engage targeted buyers with the goal of starting more sales conversations. And so often that's very different than social media and social media marketing. And so I think, you know, social selling stands out as more of a sales activity versus marketing activity, although there is quite a bit of overlap. So, I mean, that's how we see social selling. And I got started, I was a sales trainer and I was a producer for years. And I started teaching LinkedIn and really fell in love with it and decided really I wanted to niche in it about 10 years ago and then launched my own company about five and a half years ago. Right. And so is most of the social selling that you do or that you train others to do on the LinkedIn platform? Is that like that's your niche? Our niche absolutely is leveraging LinkedIn. We certainly use a lot of other tools, but LinkedIn is the hub of what we teach. There are lots of other tools and you can use Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. All of them can be used for social selling, but the way that we teach it is really about leveraging more market to identify who knows your targeted buyer and helping and leveraging those relationships to get warm introductions. And so LinkedIn really is the only platform that allows you to do that. So if you were working with business owner and they were just getting started with social selling, what guidance would you give to them? How do you get started with something like this? That's a great question. And the initial reaction most people have is they get on LinkedIn, they set up a profile, they start to connect with people, and then they end up in what we call random acts of social. You know, they get on occasionally, maybe a few times a week, they're accepting connection requests. Maybe they go to a networking meeting and come back with a bunch of business cards and reach out to connect with people, but then they don't do anything with it. And so we've actually developed the eight stages for really rolling out a social selling program so that whether it's an individual who's leveraging LinkedIn for social selling or a sales team, they're really prepared and they're purposeful in using the tool. So the first stage is establishing their goals and ultimately their KPIs or key performance indicators. Just like any sales activity, if you don't identify your goals and what you want to get out of it, you're setting yourself up for failure, right? So it's really important. What do I want to get out of this? You know, I want to look at my long-term goals and my short-term goals. And then there's also activity goals and results goals. So my result goal for LinkedIn, maybe I want to be on five prospecting calls or sales calls, sales conversations a week. That's a results goal. The activity goals are what do I need to do to get that result goal? And so you need to really establish both. The next one is buyer mapping. It's literally going through 
your favorite clients, the ones that you want to duplicate, that you want more of, looking at all of the stakeholders inside that organization and mapping them out to LinkedIn filters so that we are able to find more people like the clients that we want more of. Once we do that, we select the tool stack. So you mentioned, you know, is LinkedIn my primary tool? And it certainly is my primary platform. But we highly encourage many other tools, including calendar or scheduling apps. We use Calendly.com. There's a ton of them out there. We recommend everybody have Grammarly. It's a freemium product for curating content. We recommend Feedly and some kind of scheduler like Hootsuite or Buffer. eClincher is another one. There's a whole bunch out there. And then they go up into really great employee advocacy tools, everything from Gagalamp and Everyone Social and LinkedIn has their own called Elevate. So you pick your tools. What are the right ones for you specifically or your team? And you want to develop a content strategy. That's curation and origination. What are we going to do? Are we going to do video? Are we going to do blog posts? What does that look like? I won't go into that deeply, but it's really important that you nurture your connections and content is the way that you do that. Then we build out a playbook. So what am I going to do? What's my daily cadence? What's my messaging strategy? All that fun stuff. We create a value-centric profile so that when your buyer gets to your profile, you're a resource for them. Instead of them getting there and reading your resume, you provide insights and value right away. I'll ask a few more questions about that. So I think I've seen some other people's profiles who I think are doing that value-centric. And I'd say my profile probably isn't doing that. And I'd say most people's profiles I read, it's more like a resume. So maybe if we use me as an example, an accountant running a bookkeeping business, if you were coaching me, how would you help me to turn what really was basically a resume into something that's value-centric? That's a great question. So the first question we start with, it's a three-parter. Who do you help? How do you help them? And why would they care? Right. So who do you help? So you will play the game. Who do you help? We help online businesses with their bookkeeping and financial reporting. So that's fine. Who you help? Is it small businesses? Online businesses turning over between a hundred thousand and two million dollars. Okay. So it's sort of that small mid company, right? So helping companies, and you can say the dollar amount if you want, helping companies up to two million dollars with their bookkeeping and payroll or whatever that might look like. So what? So why do they care? So helping them with their bookkeeping so that they maximize their tax deductions and tell me what is the so what? Yeah. So there's two reasons. And the first one is tax deduction, minimizing tax and being tax compliant. And then the other reason is to make data-driven business decisions and they need bookkeeping to do that. So that's phenomenal, right? So that's the so that, right? So helping small businesses, you know, play with this, helping small online businesses with their bookkeeping so that they maximize or minimize tax or maximize tax deductions and leverage their data to make better decisions or better business decisions. So now when I get here, it's not just you're an accountant or you're a bookkeeper you're really going to help me in a way that's much more relevant 
right? Like it goes from who cares? She's an accountant or a bookkeeper to, well, that's interesting. I did pay a lot of taxes or I don't know if I'm maximizing my tax deduction or, uh, you know, I'm using QuickBooks and I have no idea how to use my data, right? Like now you're like stirring up, you're relevant to them and you get them interested to keep reading. If they're not interested, you've qualified them out and that's okay too. Now, when we go into summary, which is next, the biggest mistake I see, so summary is amazing real estate on LinkedIn, but most people start with my mission, my passion, my years in business. And you haven't earned the right for anyone to care about that yet. It's really important. That's great. I love the way you put that. You haven't earned the right. Yeah, I've not heard anyone put it that way, but I love that. So let's earn the right. Let's provide some great insights that can really help them move closer to your solution. But be careful that you're not leading with your solution, because when you're leading with your solution, it's a pitch. When you lead to your solution, you're providing value and insights that get them really interested in having a conversation with you because you're presenting yourself with credibility as a thought leader, not as a salesperson. So what do those insights or what can those insights look like? For you, I would actually start with the challenge. Most small businesses that are either doing their own books or they're outsourcing a typical bookkeeper will find that often they're not getting the expense deductions that they could be. They're not necessarily compliant with tax laws. And they're not getting usable data that helps them make better decisions, right? So now we want the buyers that we're interested in are going to say, yeah, that's true. I mean, they're just literally entering things into QuickBooks and then sending it to my CPA. So if that's the case, they go, okay, that's true. Here are some insights that can help you determine whether or not you are compliant. And then, and I don't know what they are and we're working together, we'd go down, but you give them, so you're giving them insights. You're not saying work with me so I can get you compliant. You're giving them some insights on what to look for, to recognize, are they at risk for not being compliant? Are they paying too much and donating too much money in taxes? Yes. So when we start adding that now, they're going, oh my God, this might really be affecting me. And even if they've got a great bookkeeper, we've at least stirred up some thoughts in their head that they could be at risk for some of that stuff. But we also are providing insight. Then just a little paragraph, like two lines about how you help and a call to action. So if you're concerned that you're overpaying in taxes, that you're out of compliance and you're at risk for fines, or you're not pulling insights from your data that help you to scale your business or grow your business or use that data effectively, I invite you to have a conversation. Whether or not we decide to work together, I'll provide some insights that can help you at least understand where you're at risk or give you peace of mind that everything is set up fine. And now you are really a resource instead of this being your resume. Now, when we get into experience on your profile, now we get into your 30-second commercial. They have to know what you do, right? So, But it all belongs in your experience. The summary does not have to mimic your experience. Right. That's a really good example. That's a great explanation. 
and I've got some work to do on my profile. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good. Hopefully that's helpful. Oh, it is very helpful. All right. So I've, or whoever you're working with, we've nailed the profile. What next? Well, so at that point we train on LinkedIn and social selling. That's step seven and eight is measure and coach. So I said, we train training, whether you buy online training or you have a one-on-one training set, whatever that looks like. There's a ton of different choices out there. Training could be watching just a webinar series, but whatever that is, it's learning the platform and how to leverage it. But it's also the strategies behind it. Make sure that, and we can talk about some of the strategies, but social selling is not only posting content and liking and commenting. Although that will nurture a lot of your connections, that's a long game. Prospecting, we want, you know, we want to schedule more sales conversations quickly. And so there's some really great strategies on how to leverage our warm network in order to schedule more of those targeted conversations. I'd like to explore that a little more. Again, if we use my own profile as an example, I do a lot of content and liking and commenting and engaging, but I don't really take anything to the next step in terms of scheduling calls. Mm -hmm. So I think the content and engagement is working well, but then the next piece is not actually a social selling tool for me at the moment. It's more building of a network. Yeah. And you are, you know, you are definitely building a reputation. And the nice thing is if you can nurture those connections over time, when your solution becomes a priority in their business, you will get the call, but it is a long game. So prospecting is generally thought of as a short game and prospecting can be anything from cold calling to knocking on doors I and mean, all those traditional prospecting. And although we truly believe, because I mean, our mission is to help people start more conversations by leveraging the power of LinkedIn. That's who we are as a company. It is not just about social. It is about phone calls. So social selling is about scheduling conversations. And I say phone calls, except all our phone calls tend to be on Zoom today. So we moved phone calls to conversations. Because I mean, every one of my, I'm not on the phone that much anymore. It's all Zoom, which is great. It's a great way. You feel like you're in the same room with people. And when you get to see them and engage with them, there's such a much bigger connection than just a call. And the goal is to schedule these calls, right? So how do we do this? There's a few different ways. But the first thing we would do is the buyer mapping is like identifying who you want to talk to. So once we've done that, you're able to search LinkedIn, even on the free, and target your prospects, your potential clients. But there is a filter that will first say, which we would say first degree connections. So maybe we decide first degree connections, put in the location where you want them, put in your, we call it a search string or Boolean search, which might be CEO or CFO or COO or whoever you're looking to meet. So you put that in and then you search with your first degree filter is going to show you everyone you're connected to that you're ignoring that you should re-engage. Now, how do you re-engage? This is where content will come in. So you find a great piece of content and maybe, you know, so you're in Australia and I know nothing about Australian taxes, but maybe you create a blog post that says, you know, five Australian tax deductions that most small business owners miss. And so now you've got this great piece of content. Now you reach out to all of those business owners or 
the CEOs or the CFOs with this piece of content. You know, Tracy, we've been connected on LinkedIn for some time. I noticed you're a CFO at a small business. And I thought this blog post might give you some insights on potential tax deductions a lot of folks may or miss. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Now, as a CFO, she might know all those things. She might say, oh, good, I'm getting all, I'm doing all of that right. Well, that's great. You've still provided value. You gave her kind of a reassurance that what she's doing is right. That's a great way to re-engage your first degrees. Now you do that same search, and instead of clicking the first degree filter, you choose the second degree filter. This is where there's the magic in LinkedIn that no other tool in the world offers us. It allows us to search our connections connections and find out who do we already know that's connected to our targeted buyer. Once we see that, we're able to leverage those relationships by asking for introductions. That's one way to do that, and it's really powerful. The other way is to actually search someone's connections. So if I have a client that loves me and, or you have a client that loves you and like, man, you saved us so much money this year and we're using all these data insights to help us better manage our inventory or whatever that looked like for them. And, you know, you say, you know, I thank you so much. I love working with you. I'm so glad I was able to make an impact. I hope you don't mind, but I noticed you're connected to 18 people on LinkedIn I'm trying to get in front of. Can I run these names by you? You have a conversation with your client about these 18 people. And after that, it turns to four or five that you can either ask them to make an introduction or permission to drop their name. And if they give you permission to drop their name, now we reach out and say, David, I was just talking to Meryl the other day and your name came up and she thought it made sense for me to reach out and introduce myself. I'd love to hop on a call and loop you in on what we chatted about. And that's with permission, right? Those are the ways, I know I kind of went on and on, but those are the ways to truly prospect on LinkedIn in a very productive manner. And there are lots of people that just go out and do some cold calling on LinkedIn. And although, you know, it's a numbers game and just like cold calling on the phone, people have some success. I tend to stick to the warm market. Yeah. And do you have any tips from going from the stage of providing value with say a piece of content to then getting on a call yes I know I probably had some barriers around that as an accountant we don't do a lot of active selling it's more that people come in and that's where the conversation starts so I know we've got quite a lot of accountants in our audience who might have these same roadblocks mm-hmm. around prospecting or what to do to actually set up that call Yeah. So, you know, if you're getting introduced to someone, it's really easy. Once that introduction happens, somebody in our network told us we should talk to you. So I'm expecting that you'll take that call, right? So David Merrill thought I should reach out and introduce myself, would love to connect and hop on a call and I can loop you in on the conversation. Now we connect. David, thanks so much for connecting. Meryl had such great things to say about you. I'm looking forward to chatting. This is where the tool for the Calendly.com comes in to make scheduling easier. Here's a link to my calendar. Please pick a time that works best for you. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. And you'll get like a third to 50% of those because it came in through a warm market. So it's really powerful. The other side of this, so if you're reaching out to, you're re-engaging those first degrees that you've ignored, Here's a piece of content I thought of you. 
if you're concerned that you're not getting the most out of your data insights or whatever, I don't know your business as well as I should, or you're concerned that you might be overpaying in taxes, I'm always happy to jump on a call. Some people will go as far as saying, I've noticed the last few clients I've brought on over the last few years, if this is accurate, of course, but the last few years, they had been overpaying in taxes. And I just feel like it's my responsibility to reach out to my network, share some insights and make sure it's not happening to them as well. Once you read through this article, if anything is jumping out at you, I'd love to jump on a call. If you're interested, here's a link to my calendar. I'm always happy to chat. They're not going to be a 50%. Like they'll be a five to 10%. Or, you know, it just depends on your network. And a lot of times it's timing. But when you're nurturing them with content, you know, and you're not pressuring them to have a call, it's like, hey, if you're open, you can even make it a PS so it feels a little less threat. Like, you know, it's, but what happens is you send this and they ask their bookkeeper about something they read and the bookkeeper doesn't know anything about it. And so now, When they go to file their taxes, they're a little bit concerned and now they might reach out to you. So it's about having, you know, that three to five to seven, sometimes 12 touches over time. I nurtured one VP of sales for about three years with just content. And I didn't even give my calendar link, but I said, if you have any questions, I'm always happy to chat. I would get thanks for the content. Great article, but it never really turned to anything. And then about four months ago, Social selling, LinkedIn social selling became a real topic and I closed a really big deal because that was the timing. And the interesting thing is I don't believe, at least she told me, they didn't shop anyone else. They were like, we need this. This woman, Bryn Tillman, has been sending really valuable stuff over the years. Let's talk with her. And, you know, I always ask, is there anyone else that you're talking to? And they said, no. So That's some of what dripping and social selling will do. And that's why I said there's a short game and a long game. And the content and the nurturing is, you know, it's about waiting for timing. The warm introductions will turn into conversations much faster. So you want to do both. Yeah. And I wanted to turn to content now. And you mentioned a little earlier, you had some insights into how to do that. And it seems like there's a lot of different options around the type of content you could write, frequency, video. So what are your thoughts on coming up with, I suppose, a content strategy for LinkedIn? Well, so every company is going to be different, but I'll give you one content strategy that can be leveraged by most people. I love a topic a month. So what are we going to talk about this month? And then we write one really great blog post around that. And then we create five 60-second videos of you know, tips from that blog post. And then maybe we go out to fiverr.com and for 30 bucks, I get a little infographic done with my blog post. And then maybe I'll do a couple of quotes in a PowerPoint slide as an image and I'll share five of those. So now we have maybe 12 to 15 pieces of content that we share over a month around one topic. And then next month we start again. When you only have to choose one topic a month and you can get that much content from it, it's much easier and it really does help you to create a strong library. And it also helps for search engine optimization. If you've got a lot of stuff named 
that, you know, those topics over time, Google loves that. And so would you have the blog published on your website or would you do that as a LinkedIn article and then promote that via something like a post? Yeah. So you own your website and I always believe that the content you own should be housed on your website. Typically, I put it on the website in about 72 hours. I then put it on LinkedIn with a link at the bottom that says original post here, you know, on the website, originally posted on the website. Actually, I don't even always do that, but I try to. And the reason that I have it on my profile is because when people are kind of poking around on my profile, I want that content to be there. But I want the SEO to really be from my website. So I put it there first. And I wanted to ask a little more about your business too. So you mentioned that you'd been running the social selling business for around five years. Is that right? Yeah, I launched Social Sales Link about five and a half years ago. And I'd love to hear more about what your business looks like and yeah, the kind of programs that you run. Yeah, well, we actually kind of have a three-pronged offering, I guess. So we have the offering for the solopreneur, entrepreneur, salesperson. So the individual that wants to get better, but isn't getting it through their company or they are their company. And we work with them almost in the same way. We customize a playbook for them. We get their profile up and running. We put a content strategy together and we train them really on their daily cadence and what they should be doing. There's also a coaching element if they should choose where we would meet 30 minutes a week. I have coaches that are great at this and guide them. So they'll say, okay, what client are you meeting with this week? Let's look up their connections. What are we going to say? How are we going to position this? Right. And what networking partner are you going to coffee to with? You know, have you mined their connections? What are you going to say? How are you going to write? Like, so that's ongoing coaching for those entrepreneurs or individual salespeople. Then we have the content development piece, and this is for companies or individuals that don't have a marketing department. If they do have a marketing department, that fits into the next bill. But if they don't, we will do that monthly one blog post, break it up into pieces, record video with them, and provide them with that content to leverage on LinkedIn on a monthly basis. And then the third piece is corporate training. So that's where we go in and we really dive down into those eight steps and we train the sales teams really how to leverage LinkedIn, really master LinkedIn for social selling. And that's where you know we pull into those eight steps. And then we either have um, group coaching for them or we train the trainers to keep them accountable. It sounds like you cover quite a broad range of the going from the individual to the corporate side of things as well. And what's next for you in your business? Ah, that's a great question. So what's next? I mean, we're growing. We just, in the last few months, brought on two new people. So I was really a solopreneur, entrepreneur, but now we're really scaling up. We've got some coaches that are really providing value. So I think that's kind of the next thing. I'm also working on my next book. I have a book on LinkedIn social selling on Amazon right now, and I'm working on my next book. So that's kind of fun. And that'll probably come out close to the end of the year. And working on just a lot of client work that we love. Well, Bryn, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been amazing 
that you've shared some wonderful insights around social selling and specifically LinkedIn. And I know I've learned a ton listening to you and I think our audience would as well. Was there anything else that you wanted to add related to how others could implement social selling? And then also what is the best way for anyone to get in contact with you if they were interested in working with you? Well, even if they're interested in just connecting with me. So that's actually an interesting two-part question. And I'm going to answer the second part first, which is I'm the only Bryn Tillman on LinkedIn to date. So if you find me and connect with me and let me know that you heard this podcast, I'll send you some additional resources, some templates and some other kind of hacks and shortcuts and kind of fun things. I have a resource page that I'll send you with lots of great stuff that can help you move toward mastering LinkedIn for social selling. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for coming on. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun. Thanks for having me. By the way, if you're a coach or consultant, we've published an in-depth guide to help you improve your financial health and cash flow this year. Check it out for free at beingninjas.com forward slash coaches. That's B-E-A-N-N-I-N-J-A-S dot com forward slash coaches.